0: On this Trinity Sunday, I do want to reflect on three celestial beings, just not the ones you might expect. Instead of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I have three astronauts in mind. Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins. You probably recognize the first two. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin became household names after becoming the first two people to walk on the surface of the moon. Michael Collins, though, is a name you may not know. I didn't know it, or at least had forgotten that I knew it, uh, until I recently read his obituary in a magazine. Michael Collins, who died in April, was also on the Apollo 11 mission to the moon in 1969. But as Neil and Buzz boarded the Eagle and descended to the moon's surface, Michael stayed back on the Columbia to take care of the ship 60 miles above. Now, 1969 was the year I was born, and and I often reflect on how such an extraordinary event changed the world. And walking on the moon was important too, and I would guess that many of us have imagined what it must have been like for them. But reading about Michael Collins' life, I began to wonder what it must have been like not to walk on the moon. What was it like to be so close and yet so far? Was it like, what was it like during the, the 48 minutes of every orbit around the far side of the moon that Michael was out of radio contact entirely and completely alone? What was it like coming back to Earth and watching Neil and Buzz become household names, but not Michael? Now certainly Michael Collins had an extraordinary life, so in some ways he's an odd example for the point that I'm trying to make today. But I was captivated by the idea of him up there by himself for almost 24 hours doing the most ordinary of things while his colleagues were doing arguably the most extraordinary thing ever done. While they were making history, Michael did some house cleaning. He he checked the instruments. He dumped excess water that had accumulated from the fuel cells. He even took a nap. At one point, NASA reported to him that there appeared to be a problem with the temperature of the coolant. So to fix it, he flipped the switch from automatic to manual and back to automatic. It's basically the same strategy I take when something goes wrong here at home. And it worked. Talk about the ordinary in the midst of the extraordinary. Now, since humans have evolved, roughly 117 billion of us have been born. That's counting the roughly 8 billion alive now. And even though, thanks to modern media, our days are disproportionately filled with the the sorted sorted and sundry news of celebrities and influencers, the truth is 99.9% of people who have ever lived on this planet have had lives that were completely and thoroughly ordinary. Lives that had little impact on the larger world lives that will not be remembered for very much or honestly for very long and not to burst any bubbles out there but here i'm talking about 99.9 percent of you sure your youtube channel on presbyterian personalities past and present could still take off but most of us need to come to terms with the fact that we are leading lives that are exceedingly forgettable. Now I'm having some fun with this, but actually I think a lot of us uh, seriously struggle with this fact. We wonder if our very ordinary lives count quite as much as some others do. And we worry at the end of our lives what people will say about us. What will they point to that we accomplished, that we changed, that we contributed to this world in any significant way. You know, by the time we, we packed the lunches and fed the dog and finally got the tires rotated, there, there just wasn't much time left to change the world. And does that matter? And do we matter? The question I think I'm orbiting is this, what importance do our mostly routine, sometimes downright boring lives have, compared to people who walk on the moon? In our scripture this morning, Jesus says, don't be like the hypocrites who announce their good deeds with trumpets in the streets. Instead, be so subtle about the good you do, so quiet about it, that even your left hand doesn't know what your right hand is up to. His teaching here is mostly about arrogance and pride and those who think of themselves as too important. But for those of us who worry instead that our lives are not important enough, well, there may yet be something here for us. Because you see, Jesus's point cuts both ways. We can spend our time comparing and competing with others And those victories and defeats are, as he says, their own reward. Or we can do what we do in secret, where only God can see. In other words, we can try not to get caught up in all of that and all of that stuff and trust instead that what really matters is our relationship with God. We can try to trust that God sees us and values us, in all of our ordinariness. I was grateful for this possibility last week as I stood on a ladder in my garage. I had taken the whole week off to give my garage a makeover, surely qualifying me for the finals of most forgettable life in the world. And as I stood on my ladder, meticulously wiping years of dust from the rafters, I came across some old wood paneling that I think was left by the original owner. Now, I never got his name, but I remember being told that he owned an Ace Hardware store, probably the same one that's still going just up the street from our house. And I paused for a bit, thinking about him, wondering who he was, what his life might have been like. I wonder if he had ever wiped the dust from the rafters when it was his garage. I wondered if anyone ever wiped the dust from the rafters of their garage. And then I imagined a day years from now when some woman or man might stand on their own ladder in my garage and find some old wood that I had left. And I wondered if they would wonder who I was and what my life might've been like. And that's when it struck me that ordinary lives may not be as important as the lives of people who walk on the moon, but I still think they're beautiful. And I suspect that God thinks they're beautiful. There is a dignity to ordinary everyday work and a value inherent to all those billions of lives and those billions of things done in secret. Jesus says, it is there in secret that God sees us. And in that seeing, we find our reward. I think that's true. That in not being important or worthy of note in not getting any reward in the external world of comparison and competition, our everyday lives are made even more beautiful in the eyes of God. When they asked, Michael Collins said he believed his role was every bit as important as Armstrong's or Aldrin's. He seemed to know that what he was doing was valuable even if no one but God was watching. So when you think about your own life and you wonder whether it is important enough, well, remember that so much of the hype around celebrity and fame and power is all that much trumpet blowing, and it is its own reward. What God loves most, what God finds most beautiful, I suspect, are the things we do that no one sees and no one thinks much about, whether we're up in the rafters of our garage or up in a rocket on the far side of the moon. Thanks be to God, amen.